heard a lot about this uh, show, the ex-candidates. These institutions which we've been told to respect and trust are actually completely untrustworthy. Have you confirmed that you are negative before attending tonight if you are unvaccinated? I still see people with masks on and driving and they're in the car by themselves. So you can pay my electricity bill, you thinking little spare. We're teaching them about what it means to be a pansexual instead of teaching them how to do your taxes. It's no for me. I say no to the boys. Okay, welcome to the ex-candidates. We have some um, really special guests on tonight. We have Aurel and we have Talisha, and um, they are uh, were the founders of the Young Freedom Fighters, which was uh, really good to hear that, that we've got some young kids or younger people, not just kids, sorry, if you excuse me for that. Um, so we've got younger people actually really trying hard to, you know, get their point across and... Um, and I've, I've scrolled through some of their Facebook, uh, Instagram pages and things like that. So welcome to Leisha and welcome Aral. Um, thank you for having us. That's all right. That's good. Um, thank you for being on the show. It's really, really great. Um, so we've got, we've had some technical issues. So we've got Stephen, who is normally, and what everyone's going to see is definitely the glue for the ex-candidate. So he's the one who does all the technical work and all the, uh, and all the important main stuff to make it, um, you know, professional. So I'm here just going to do my thing and we're going to be just um, chatting about you guys and what what um, what experiences have you had. I want to talk about the the Young Freedom Fighters. I'm, I'm going to get that handle and I'm going to get jump on there because I heard that um, it's been going a little bit crazy as a part as um, from Aral saying. So um, who wants to go first? I want to actually, all right, so um, Talisha, I'll let you go first. Just give us a little bit of introduction about yourself, um, what you're doing and... Um, and all that kind of stuff, and then um, Aral, and then we'll just start chatting. Okay. Um, well, I'm Talisha. Um, I'm an 18-year-old university student. Um, yeah, I'm pretty con conservative with my political views, and I definitely struggle fitting in this generation with those views. <laughs> so it's really interesting to find other young people my age Excellent. All right, Aral. Um, I'm Aral. Um, the Candid Patriot on Instagram. I, Talisha, myself, Ethan, and Marissa started the Young Freedom Fighters, which is a group to basically help other young people find each other as well as educate them on current affairs and whatnot. Um, I've been homeschooled my entire life, so that's fun. And yeah, happy to be here. Excellent. Well, that's great. That's great to hear. And it's and we've got two different dynamics now. So we've got Talisha, who's gone through normal schooling. You know, so you've gone just to like Catholic or public or whatever school, just regular yeah, or, public school. schools. And then you're um, and then you're um, homeschooled around. So interesting to see. So um, I've, I only ever went to um, just the regular schools, too. So I went through Catholic schools my whole life um, from primary through to high school and um i didn't go to uni so uni's really interesting um so we know that uni's far left and um yeah, so how so tell us about tell talisha tell us well a what are you studying and um b um you know what what do you see what are you seeing happening in the university environment um i just did a bridging course in into university um and next year i'm going to study political science Oh, it's, it's so, I feel sorry yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the universities are very, very left. Like it's not an it's not an understatement. Um. Yes, the lecturers are very. Well, there's no in in school. There's like rules and regulations against teachers sharing their political views. So that does block a level of um say indoctrination but in university they kind of they kind of have free reign so there's no level of um protection for the students the lecturers can kind of teach whatever they want and say whatever they want on a political basis yeah um so yeah it's, it's really interesting <laughs> for students that disagree with them because it's very hard to openly disagree because like your marks could suffer 
because they could really? mark you down. Yeah. So I did, um, in my bridging course, I did sociology, and that was obviously very, very <laughs> far left. So, like, on assignments and stuff that would be based on, like, very left topics like Marxist, like Marxist theory and stuff, you kind of had to accept their way as truth. And if you debated that, you wouldn't get the marks because you'd be seen as incorrect. Like um, a question in one of my, like one of my tests was, um, is gender fixed? And the correct answer was false because it's supposed to be um, fluid. Yeah, fluid. So yeah, if you disagreed with that, you'd be you'd lose that mark. So, yeah, it's very hard to get around it. You pretty much can't. So, like, in essence, they're kind of, of – so I guess they're kind of teaching a lot. It's, to me, it's – like, I'm obviously conservative as well. And it, to me, you you know, you have male or female. Now, I've, I'm, I, I cop it all the time on my Facebook page when I post anything regarding, you know, gender as well. So I kind of can um, feel what you're kind of feeling at this point because, you know, if you go, well – you know, men are men and women are women and that's how we're born. <laughs> and then I got some guy just jumped on there and goes, yeah, but there are a couple of species of animals on earth that can change their gender. Yeah, but that's a natural, like I know frogs can change their gender or something like that. And I only learned that yeah. from Jurassic Park. So, um, <laughs> so frogs, <laughs> you're right. So frogs can change their gender. Okay. But they do that as an element of su survival. So, um, you know, but I was, well, I'm not going to reply to him because I just don't reply to stupid anymore. But I was going to say um, that, you know, well, in my head I'm thinking about, well, you can just sit there and hope and think and hope and pray and think and hope and pray and try to change your gender if you want. But unless you get the knife out, unless you get the scalpel and then you start cutting away and hacking away at your body and taking endless amounts of tablets, it's never going to happen. So that's pretty, uh, that's, that's, you know, so, all right, we've got maybe a frog or some sort of seahorse or something can change their, their gender if they need to, to survive. But, uh, you know, because the post he posted, this one was up, it was about, um, about a dog, you know, if you castrated, you know, you know how you desex a dog. So you have a male dog, you desex the male dog, and then it's still a male dog, even though it's missing the primary part of being a male, we still consider it a male dog, right? So obviously it's a bit more crude than that, but um, yeah, but the uh, but you know so when I posted that up and I'm like kind of like common sense, right? But uh, yeah, so I've copped a bit of flack for that, and I've got a few more people now trolling my page as well. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so um, around uh, well, I look at it as when people are trolling your page, you're doing something right because unless you're ruffling <laughs> feathers, true. unless you're ruffling feathers, you're not doing you're not doing you're not doing enough. So you have to ruffle feathers to, to be actually trying to get your point across. Um, okay, Aral, so um, you are homeschooled. So you've been homeschooled for um, since start. So how, what's your experiences like with that? How, how, do you, how are you finding that? So my parents have got a lot of control over who I hang out with socially. Um, so I've never, or I have a few times, but it was very rare for me to run into someone who, you know, disagreed, um, which meant that when I did run into those people, it was like new territory and very fun to explore. I went to an after-school drama club for, I think, two years? No, maybe two terms. I'm not entirely sure, but a little while. And most of the people there were left. But because homeschooling, you know, your parents are the people telling you your worth and they're the people, I guess, giving you your identity. I came in very sure of myself, very sure of myself and, you know, a lot of confidence. So people found it. I think they just found it hard to argue with me because it was like at that point I had been well educated and you can't really, you know, argue with that, especially if you're struggling with your own identity and they kind of. I guess, know who they are. Um, and I remember I walked in and everyone was wearing masks because it was kind of that time, but we have stat decks. And I was kind of just talking about it and how useless they are. And the one kid in the back who had been wearing a mask the entire time just ripped it off and threw it on the floor. 
and it was so satisfying to watch. Unfortunately, then, the teacher wasn't there, and then she walked back in with her mask on, but there wasn't really any point in bringing it up again. So, And that person who ripped their mask off became best friends with you forever? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were only there for the points. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they didn't really participate in drama. But if only they did, that would have been so fun. Don't you think that it's interesting that, um, you know, you were saying that you, you were in a drama class and then they're very left-wing people and it just it feels like, you know, the right kind of thing. Like it's like because they're so dramatic, you know, like, you know, they're the ones <laughs> who true. like, you know, right? They glue their hands to, you know, artworks <laughs> from, you know, you know, from Rembrandt and like all these, you know, famous <laughs> artists, Michelangelo, you know, they go... You know, like I'd like to see them and, you know, stick their hand to the, the David or something, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> because it's, um, you know, but that it's so dramatic. And I think when, I think conservative people and both of you can weigh in on this. Um, uh, uh, well, just with the homeschooling thing. So it was interesting to see the difference between when I had to homeschool my children, um, when I had to homeschool my children during the COVID lockdowns, right? Because yeah, like we, in the end, you just go like, as a parent, you were just, I was just kind of like, you know what? Just leave them at home and let's just figure it out. So I went and bought some NAPLAN books because we had to jump between, and um, as Aurel will know, I'm not very good technically on computers or anything like that. So um, I just went and said, you know what? Don't worry about the iPads. Don't worry about whatever curriculum the school wants you to do because it was between one page here and another page here and Google documents there. And I'm just like, oh, I just can't be like we spent half an hour. We spent hours just figuring out the systems. So I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. So I basically turned off all the devices, whatever. I said, just don't worry about that. I went down to this. I went down to the shop very covertly you know james bond not james bond music mission impossible music and, <laughs> you know trying to you know just not getting pulled over by the police and all that kind of stuff and um i got the uh because well i'm in campbelltown so what happens is we were in those one of those heavy lockdown areas so we weren't yeah. allowed to go three k's away from our house and all that but um anyway so what i did was i went and bought some napland books and i just said to um my teenager she um was able to use her systems. It was a little bit better than my um, my um, eleven year olds um, programming. So mainly, I focused on eleven year old stuff because the teenager was more self sufficient with everything. Um, and then what I did was I said, "Look, do three pages a day, and you have to write your times tables out every day." So the whole, she had to do um, from one to twelve times tables every day. After about four months of that. So the NAPLAN book, in the exercise book, with handwriting all the answers and all that kind of stuff and just getting it, you know. And what I love about the um, the books was that you could you can visualise it. So, you, you know, the computers are really kind of hard to stare at all day, but the book you can kind of just – and then, you know, you can stop for a second, you can put your finger on it kind of thing, then go back and kind of read. It just felt more organic. So um, anyway, we did that for a few months and she went back to school and she was ahead. So she was ahead because I didn't realize this because I'm not the greatest at maths either. I'm not really good at anything really. But um, what happens is you have, um, you can't do any mathematics without your times tables. Really, if you think about it, if you're adding or subtracting or dividing, it's all kind of like times tables. And I didn't realize this till I was teaching my daughter times tables. <laughs> so, so that was pretty interesting there. And um, yeah, so that, that was, that was an interesting thing. Obviously I'm a waffler too. I go off topic as well. So, but the, the homes, that's what is the homeschooling thing was very important is that's where I could see the difference because you can focus on a little bit more specific. So if you were struggling something with something around, like you would be able to focus on that for longer. So you could go, well, I'm not really sure how to do long division. And was it your mum and dad teaching you or you running the curriculum? Um, so I, my mother was a stay-at-home mum. She didn't work. Yep. So for good maybe eight years, it was my mother. Yep. Um, and then when we moved house, I kind of took it into my own hands um, because we started a family business. So she got very busy there and just yep. started using Khan Academy, which is pretty left. But, I mean, maths can't really be left. So the most part was fine. 
unless you watch the movie 1984, which is probably a little bit too old for you, but they, what that happens is, whereas <laughs> two plus two is five, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, and that's the first, I only just watched it the other night and I'm just like, oh my God, this is really happening. So <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> one as well. Okay. So yeah, so, so that I can see that difference between homeschooling and, and stuff like that too. And it's very important because we've spoken to a few people on this podcast, like Lyle Schwim and a few of these got about education and things like that and how we can fix it. And now my party leader, Mark Latham, um, so he's the chair of the education board or committee. And what happens is we, we always are trying to improve and catch us, our students, our New South Wales students up um, because we're so far behind in in curricula. So um, yes. we're about four, four, we're four to five years behind in mathematics compared to a Chinese student in the same, at the same age, which is, you That's know, we're, and we're a, we're a first world country. So, um, you know, so it's interesting, you know, it's going to be a combination between homeschooling and and um and and regular public schooling systems i think so that was pretty interesting there so that's really good okay talisha so um with the uni thing do you what uni are oh, well you I don't, if you don't feel comfortable to say what uni you go to that's fine but we were in the sydney university recently for a, um yeah. the friedman conference which is a conservative conference and we were i was so surprised that they did not fly an australian flag at the whole place yeah. so we had the trans pride flag yeah we had the um gay flag i think and we had the aboriginal flag torres strait islander flag and ukraine I think that was flag it. no australian flag so that was pretty I, I don't you get from that just from that you can understand where you do the division comes from like the 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 divide is you yeah, know exactly. like and you, you were saying that it's very hard for you to debate at university if you don't agree with something um talisha yeah. so what they they talk about things like um inclusivity and you need to be included everyone should be included and we don't want to exclude anyone and 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 justice for gays and all this kind of stuff you know um how do you how do you do you feel pretty included if you don't agree with a topic that's being you know like marxist ideology which is uh, i don't like it either <laughs> like so it's not you know so um because, because funnily enough so we get called what do they call us nazis so apparently yeah. nazis right wing <laughs> even though i can only see it as left wing but that so they call they call us nazis but um you know, anyone will come up, oh, you know, you're a Nazi, homophobic, transphobic, blah, 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 all the yeah. time. That's what, I, you know, that's what we cop. And that's just a, it's really just a crutch because when you, if you're talking about, like, so if you're talking about common sense thing, if you're talking about anything that you have a little bit of evidence for um, and then they, and they got no answer for you to that, like, so if you say that, well, we want to have, um, we want what do you call it? Air, wind turbines everywhere to produce our power. And you say, but you, your idea is to save the planet. And then they go, yeah. And then you say, well, trees save the planet. And they go, yeah. And then you go, well, why would I clear cut hectares and hectares of forest to put up concrete towers that don't work all the time? And then they're like, well, you're just a Nazi. And you're like, well, okay, thanks. Yeah. But, you know, where's the answer? <laughs> so how do you, so, so back to my question, sorry, do you have, how included do you feel in this, full left-wing ideology of inclusive inclusivity? Um, not very included, to be honest. Um, I'm also Christian. Oh, gosh, that's so, the, you're in trouble now. <laughs> that makes definitely makes it worse because Christianity is constantly attacked, yeah. like, by our generation especially. It's, it's, it's really weird because um, other religions aren't, like, aren't attacked the same as Christianity. It's crazy. Like the left love to attack Christianity and say that it's, you know, so right wing and um, so behind the times, but then don't question any other religion and any of their oppressive views. Cause like a lot of other religions aren't very progressive at all and haven't progressed with the times when a lot of, um, when Christianity as a whole has progressed quite a bit. 
like a lot of Christians aren't um, aren't super traditional, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they definitely do try to adapt with the times and be a bit more inclusive, but then other religions aren't, yet Christianity is the one that's constantly attacked. It's, well, I'm a, <laughs> So it's, like, very I, unfair. <laughs> well, I'm also, I am, I'm a Christian too. Um, Aral, are you, yeah. are you Christian or are you atheist? And yeah, you're Christian as well. So Christ, Christianity was, you know, pretty much one of the, well, the biggest religion across the world really, wasn't it, for, for such a long time? Yeah. And people don't realise that they wouldn't probably have what they have without Christianity. So, <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 and Christianity is conservative, but it's, um, it's very, you know, what, you know, do unto others as you do, to you, you, you want to be treated or treat others as you want to be treated. That's my favourite, one yeah. of my favourite sayings in, in the Catholic religion you know one of the i think that's the, is um one of the commandments or something like that you're going to catch me out now because i'm a little bit rough i went to catholic schools my whole life i've been to church every <laughs> week for, for years but you know you tune out when you get to a certain age so but <laughs> the because what happens is the values are inside you so i like yeah you find that what happens is you don't when you're younger you go to church all the time and you kind of learn the values and you learn the Bible and, and the commandments and all that kind of stuff. And it was, you know, 10 laws to live your life by, you know, um, and if you live and if you take them to your heart and, and live by those, you'd actually live a good life. So, you know, I sleep very well at night because I don't go out to hurt anyone or anything. And I think that's the fundamental cause of the religion. Um, just adding on to what was being said earlier about Christianity not moving on with the times, I think it has moved on very well. If you consider some of the things, even in the Old Testament of like Proverbs 31, she girds herself with strength and she strengthens her arms. She works. She supplies sashes for the merchants. She sells her clothing. Um, Christians were actually some of the people fighting for women's rights in the early days because the Bible views man and woman as equal. The Bible was talking about LGBTQ before it was even heard of, you know. It, 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 has, it has, even now, it's given us rules to follow in such a time that would have been so unheard of back in the day. But it definitely has drawn the line of, you know, man crossing over to woman. God made man and he made woman. In, in my personal opinion, it has kept pretty well in terms of keeping up with the times. Yeah, Absolutely. no, I agree. I definitely has progressed, oh, especially compared to other religions. That's why I don't understand why it's the most attacked and yeah. it's claimed to be so radical mm. when it's, like, not. I think, so. <laughs> I think I misinterpreted it as, like, Christians progressing from the Bible as the Bible progressing with the fate, with the world. Sorry, no. my bad. That's okay. No, that's okay. That's all good. But I, I agree. I think that, that because the fundamentals are so, um, the fundamentals are about, about being good. So what happens is they, they've just rolled on with the times, you know, like it, it's, it's, you know, if you're, it, they're, they're very basic. So they they can be adapted and molded to 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 more complicated and more complex um, issues, and I think what happens is, and where you get the well, why are we being attacked? Because what happens is they attack went through history and look um, in World War Two, the priests and church groups were shut down straight away because people listen to their leaders and they were communities. And if you can see that the community groups get shut down, it happened again during COVID, okay, is that we weren't allowed to go to church and pray. And they shut down all kind of churches and predominantly, obviously, Catholics and Catholic churches in Australia still. I mean, we still we do have Islamic and Orthodox and, and all that kind of stuff, okay? And, and they all got shut down like evenly, like you won't be able to congregate. But what happens is there was an attack on religion as a whole, is that you, because what happens is if you had a really good priest, because we still have priests that are kind of like, you know, just clocking in and doing their job, and then you have priests that are really care and passionate about it and really do lead their communities, okay? So those kind of, 
they're real leaders. And if the if a priest says to its congregation, don't worry about God's got you. Don't worry about lockdowns and don't worry about wearing masks. Your God put a you know Jesus, you know you got a nose and a mouth to breathe in the fresh air that God's given you. Um, then people would do that. And what happens is, and they attack that they attack um, that kind of thing. I noticed as well. They came in from the they got the doctors monetarily wise so that they could still keep them open and stuff like that. But they, I'm sure that they were they were getting you know paid to do certain things. So oh, yeah. what happens, you know, with the with the injections, there was all that, you know, beneficial. You know, they, there was benefits for them, you know. So because uh, in in World War Two, like the doctors got shut, they got shut down and taken away because people used to respect a doctor and not question a doctor, and they had a community underneath them, and they were considered leaders. Um, so same with um, certain businesses and you know and all that kind of stuff. Those they were attacked. So I think the same thing with Christianity, Talisha, is that Christianity is. Although it's not a, I don't, I still don't feel it's as strong as it used to be, especially in Australia. It's definitely not like what it was. Um, but I think, I think um, the, the community's still there, and I think if given a real, if you if you're given a tangible enemy, okay. Um, so at the moment we had a virus, which is not really a tangible enemy, okay. So that's like, you know, you can't really fight a virus. The only way you can fight a virus is you know, vaccine, blah, blah, whatever. But if we had a common enemy, a real enemy, like say um, a foreign power tried to march on Australia, you know, people would come together and congregate at churches again and community would form stronger and we would and we would find our faith again. And, um, and, and, and you know, because it's still there, you know, and I think what would happen is that's something that, um, you know, people fear um is that what happens is how powerful and how much do you think about the bible and its teachings and how it and basically the bible's got spread around the world and conquered the world really so people know that if, when people believe in something as good as the good book and they get together on it that they can actually com conquer the world and i think if there's anybody out there who wants to do take over the world for their own reason you know it doesn't matter what, like another religion or another faction or whatever ideology, they need to attack Christianity because Christianity is so strong, and it is a freer religion than most. Like you're saying, it is quite yeah. progressive. Like we don't have to wear, you know, veils and and and, and things like that. You know, yeah. Well, anything that we you know, we can still live our lives. We can still go and drink. We can still. Um, you know, there's, we can still eat all kinds of foods, you know, only on, you know, Good Friday is the one day that you don't eat meat. Um, yeah. You know, some people don't eat, think, I think some people don't eat meat on Sundays in, in Catholic. Yeah, I think, or, I know Seventh-day Adventists don't eat meat, I think on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, so, you, well, that's, you know, so that's what I mean. Like, there's a there's a fair bit of, you know, like, it, Catholic, out of, I think out of a lot of the religions, Catholicism is quite an easy religion to, 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 to be in with, like to be in line with. Um, and don't forget too, because it has changed over the years and it has gotten easier and church has gotten shorter and, you know, so they've they've just tried to keep it going. So I do agree with you and I do agree that it has evolved. Um, and I just don't want it to lose all its roots in our, in our society because I do believe yeah. that conservative values and um catholicism um has really paved the way for for the greatness of our country and if they that and that's that's why i believe that they are attacking it because it's does has paved the way to greatness for so long and how do you beat that and 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 and, and the left the left idea you know marxist ideology um you know it's to break down the family unit it's to break down individual uh, it's to break down um community and create individualism yeah. so it's about the self not about others yeah so i think um that's if you see that don't you think that 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 how that would be that's a bad thing because if you're only you're not you know if you're not doing it if you're not doing it for somebody else then there's no real point to kind of do it in that's in catholic in catholic teachings i think in conservative way so um i think that's why they attack us and um okay so let's go on to anyway let's go on to this um the young freedom fighters 
so what was your what were both of your experiences with that because that was something that um i think we should somehow i know that you've kind of slowed it down uh, at the moment um Aral was saying but tell me about your experiences with that because it's very interesting to me um and i like to see young people really getting in there and having a go so um what was that like so um our the, the core focus of our group was to target young people and to help them just know that they're not alone kind of thing and once we had accomplished that goal there started to become more politics between the activists that we were fighting than like actual politics and you know we had already accomplished our goal so it was kind of like we don't want to keep on going and then become something that we're not from my point of view and then so the, we all yep. had studies and got a bit burnt out with everything i hear so with the activists so i'll just quickly just talk to uh, just about this activist point so what was what was what was the go with that like how did that work like what was so you had people inside your actual group starting to become more activists or activists um, activists externally coming in and trying more like our group got linked in with the with the freedom movement yeah so there was other groups within the freedom movement that we kind of got caught up with a little bit or wanted to help us or like somehow yeah. like support us or be a part of us but then that kind of it was more people playing like um yeah politics but not actual like not actually mm. focusing on political issues okay yeah and then yeah. in terms of like helping younger people um because yeah what would happen is we'd go to the protests and we'd have someone up there who would do publicity for us and then young people would find that they'd find us on instagram and they'd follow us and then we had weekly zooms that went for about two weeks um where people <laughs> would come on and kind of you know network and meet each other um does that answer your question yeah okay that's all right so what happened was so from the from from the goal that you guys set out to do which was create a community of young people who were basically center right or conservative and then yeah. it became too and it became um so what happens is that community kind of then got overrun by the freedom movement yeah pretty much and then it became more about um more about politics but not really about the issues yeah like just politics between the other activists kind of thing yeah like the other separate freedom groups yeah all right so have we got it can we name the freedom group coach. we yeah. i don't think we should name anyone just because yeah not to be mean i just want to try and get that so like all right so okay so you had you were the young freedom fighters yeah. okay and then you had another group like the super freedom fighters and then the super freedom fighters might have been a little bit more right-wing than you guys so then you kind of like started fighting with each other a bit oh i wouldn't i wouldn't say um, that it was more so like um okay uh i need like to other, in, without, other like, instagram doing... accounts yeah so you run this podcast but then there's a bunch of other people doing like similar things if that makes sense yeah like so within then the same area like within yeah like sydney or something there's so lots then of what would different it so then it was competition guilty by association yeah it was kind it was kind of like competition between them because we were okay, young but they would... everyone was almost trying to like poach us like oh come join our group or because they wanted the young people within their group yeah okay but then when we wanted to like speak our views it was more like no no shush to let the adults speak we know more yeah that even though we're on the same side, like we're all conservative and you want our, like our perspective, like our youth perspective, but won't let us talk, if that makes sense. Yep. So um, yeah, I that kind of just sorry. made it very difficult to run our group when people were constantly trying to get other young people that we were bringing together and kind of, kind of like poach them. Okay. Or trying to get them to support their group or speak within their different groups so it made it a bit difficult yeah fair enough I hear what you're saying. 
problem that I've noticed among the freedom movement is that you have a lot of people who are genuinely, you know, care about the movement and they care about the cause. But whenever there's a large amount of people who all care about one thing, that one thing then generates money. And as soon as you see some of that money, you get corrupted. So a lot of a lot of the movements were, you know, in the beginning, they were genuine and they cared. And then all the people started coming and they had all the fundraisers and then it was just a large stone rolling down a hill. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it's about the money. Yeah, well, that's where, it's, that's where it's really, that's what, so don't forget. So, you know what, in the adult world, it's the same. Well, I'm not saying yours aren't like there, <laughs> but what I'm saying in, in, my, in, my, in, the, in the political world that I'm involved in, more involved in being a candidate, you can see it's kind of the same thing. So it's really hard on the individual to, you got to, that's why it's so, funnily enough, this is where Christianity really comes into it and the teachings and, um, and, um, and your self, um, your own um, values. And I call it a code. So I live by a certain code that I have. So I've just got this code that I've made up over the years where, and it's mostly, you know, just don't hurt no one, just be good and really just kind of stay out of it, really. But um, what happens is you've got to try and that's where you've you got to try and not be corrupted by, by it. So, you know, you can generate you can generate money and you can, you know, and but the thing is you need to hold on to your true cause. So I can I understand what you're saying there about about yeah. um, about the money. I don't know. The money takes over. Yeah. When as soon as money gets involved, that's yeah. it. You know, people just go nuts with it because you know, like, you know, if you wanted to do a barbecue and then you ask people to put, you know, five bucks in just, you know, to chip in for the food, then you know, you, then you need a treasurer, and then you need to account for where all the money's gone, and you need to see how much has come in, how much has gone out, where what's left over, and all that kind of stuff. Where it should be more of a those freedom movements should be more community based, shouldn't they? Like, it should yeah, be like exactly. you shouldn't have to ask for. You know, some you shouldn't have to ask if you if you're if somebody's if you've got your group leader like you guys were the leaders, and then you wanted to do something, and it's going to cost money. You think that the yeah. people who were part of the group would just go, well, here's you know a couple bucks, here's a couple of bucks, whatever yeah. they had kind of in their pocket, you know, and not not, not to, and it's not about you guys making money or me making money or somebody making money. It's just about you know kind of paying your way and owning yeah. what you're doing. So um, yeah, yeah the money's definitely the biggest corruptor out there. So that'll that'll that'll. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to. I would have liked to seen Jesus actually, you know, in in today in in today's society, um, <laughs> you know what I mean, and see how I'd like to. You know, some more teachings from him might have been a good way to, uh, you know, we a bit more perspective, a bit more, a bit more current to our, you know, a bit more specific on our situation at the moment with technology and and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty interesting. So, um, yeah, so that's the Young Freedom Fighters. So then you guys ended up winding it up a little bit, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't much. really we have any... got a bit burnt, burnt out. out. Mm. Yeah, especially we, we wanted to focus on, like, politics and actually bringing people together. But other things, other factors kept getting involved and we kind of got just had enough of trying to deal with other factors and competing with other groups. Yeah. We didn't want to compete with them, but we were being told, oh, this group, like, help this group and they'll help you, but don't help them unless they're going to help you back. And all this I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back thing with all these different freedom movements and then we just all kind of had enough. And mm -hmm. we're like, okay, this we're just going <laughs> to not involve ourselves with that. Well, Talisha, yeah. it's a really good experience for you, especially because you're going into the political sciences and stuff in university and that, right? Yeah. So that burnout is very, very real because I can tell you when you run a campaign and and so, I'm, you know, well, you guys know I'm One Nation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So One Nation, so we don't get, we get help like we can ring up the head office and go, hey, we need this or what do you think about that or somebody asked me this question, what should we say? you know or what's our stance on that so that i can formulate a proper answer so we get some support we've been getting a bit of training as well regarding the state stuff as well but you run your own campaign so 
A, it's money. So obviously, you know, like I've got my own small business, this, that, the other, and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's money, money, your own money goes into it. Um, all the spare time that you have. So I've got, you know, three children and a wife, a, a business to run, and I do other stuff as well. So what happens is you get, um, so you're doing your 40 to 60 hour work week, and then everything else un fits in underneath, like like tonight, like this is part of politics for me, because this is get, I get to hear people's perspective, they get to hear about me, they can see my videos, and then, and I, I'm getting my word out to them. So this is part of the whole political process for me. Um, it's made me a much better politician. It's made me a um, much better candidate, I believe. Um, so, yeah, so what happens is that burnout's very real. Um, and then you do have to learn how to tread your water and who you're going to deal with and who you're going to deal with. Personally, I've found that um, I think at this level and probably at the level of that of the movement that you guys were doing, it's better just to stay to yourself and, um, and just kind of just you, you build your own kind of group and community and let it slowly, slowly expand. Um, yeah. How many people do you reckon you had in there? 20, 25, 30, 100? Um, we got to a little over a thousand when we ended. A thousand. Is that on? That's that's yeah, followers on that's followers on it like on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, all right, so let's go back to the school thing because obviously that's you know the advantage of you guys being younger than me and you are still in school and and doing stuff. Okay, so Talisha, is there any? Um, what's your experiences in school? I know we've touched on it with university, but before university, what was your experiences being conservative? And then you're in um, high school. Um, was did you feel that there was an indoctr indoctrination program going on over in in your in your schools? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, the curriculum um, in subjects like say geography, obviously it's climate change, and yeah, topics of climate change are pushed, and okay. um, renewable energy. Right. Um, but then. Like as a whole, like they figure they find out a way how to put um, like left wing things into like every subject where they don't fit. Like it's forced into every subject. Like obviously, okay. obviously you have the obvious sub subjects like geography, which will obviously have climate change in it. But then, say in English, um, which you know you wouldn't think you'd <laughs> encounter too much of it, but they push things like um um like anti-australia day things and um yeah yep. aboriginal politics and stuff like that that's in english yeah in english like we had yeah, to um yeah a lot of the topics you would have to do would all be left-wing somehow if that makes sense yeah so i've heard a report learn the skill but the background of it would be some type of left-wing activism. Have they started like bringing on other pronouns into English or not yet? Uh, in uni, when whenever you have like an announcer or a lecturer, like when they when they introduce themselves, they always announce their pronouns. That is definitely really? a thing. Yeah. So like they they'll go like I am a he or him, or a yeah, she they or... like say their name and they're like my pronouns are. He, him, you know, <laughs> it's become an intro, like introduction thing that happens every from, time someone is, introduces themselves. I guess from a language point of view, it's pretty good because I didn't know what pronouns were <laughs> until they <laughs> so, until they started saying he, yeah. him, she, they, them, and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty. In, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Um, so with the um, with that English thing, I heard there was reports um, from that I heard that. At, at at schools, and I think it was a school around my area in English, one of the topics was um, how media had portrayed women from the 1950s to now. And so what happened was it wasn't even like a written report or newspaper clippings or articles. It was literally images, and they just had to talk about the images so there was nothing really to do with English about it. It was more of a gender ideology kind of, you know, political science kind of topic yeah. that would be done more in university or, you know, in your own time. So have you experienced anything like that in English? Um, yeah, definitely. 
Um, well, I did I did a media course at uni, so I did oh. do stuff like that and how okay. the media portray women or how the media portray, um, yeah, people from different races. You definitely study all of that. Um, wow. I think it's oh, another thing I find is funny where they draw their evidence from. Oh, yeah. Like in school and in uni, like their examples are always drawn from like left-wing sources. They'll never use any other sources. So especially if you if you ever have to watch a news clip, it's most likely going to be the ABC. Yes. Or, yeah, ABC's Q&A or <laughs> the project. Yeah. It won't, like, never be any other form of news. Like they'd never use so, Sky News or something like that, really. No, the no Sky way. Movie, you know, it's not... <laughs> You know, you're not going to get, you know. Sky News would only ever be used as an example for far-right news. It will never be used as a valid example. All right, all right. So Yeah. And um, around, so because you're homeschooled, obviously the the teachings that you have, like you're being taught and stuff like that, you would would be, obviously it's more in the ideology of your family and their values. Um, so how did you experience any sort of have you had discussion about like left-wing topics and, and things like that at the, at the table or during cl- like you know some sort of class that you have well everyone has family drama everyone has family um, drama there's, there's there's definitely been um, some of that and I used to have a massive crush on a boy and then he got vaccinated so there were lots of conversations there um, and then, like I said, the school I was going to for after-school drama club. So there's definitely been lots of that. And then arguments with myself to try and figure out where I stand on things. Um, does that answer the question? It does answer the question <laughs> because I too struggle. Because don't forget too, and I'm going to use this term. And if this term's now, if this term gets, because I haven't heard this term before. So I'm going to make, you can get right washed. Okay, so you can, if you're conservative, and then you, you'll find yourself starting to look at only right stuff. Okay, so you know, you'll only get your news from, say, Sky News, you'll only get your, you'll only read and you'll only, you know, listen to Jordan Peterson on YouTube or Facebook or whatever it is, you know, you know, uh, what Candace Owens, you know, I've got them all like I listen to all of them. And I, I you know, try to take their knowledge. And I, and I look at them with awe, because, you know, I feel like their knowledge and they're a bit older, like I think they're a bit older than me too. So they've got more knowledge and more, a bit more knowledge on certain things. So I try to grasp and pull from those guys, but I really do like it when I get, you know, your trollers and, and um, your trollers and stuff like that on um, Facebook, because what happens is you get to listen to the other point of view. So, um, you know, I was at a, I was at a pub lunch for Christmas. Um, It was a Christmas party for work and, um, was talking to a few of the, the, the guys there. And one one guy and I was having a nice little debate about it. So he would say his point, then I could say my point, and then I could he could say his point. And it was real good because I could try to understand the lefter side of of the idea. Because don't forget too, I mean that don't there is evidence to show that the globe is warming, but there's also evidence to show that the globe is cooling. So it's not science, you know, so they and and that, that's so you need to I try, I'm trying to, in my idea as, you know, being a candidate is to try and get the both. And then I formulate my opinion from the knowledge that I've learned. I know I'm conservative and, um, you know, but I also want to save the koalas a little bit too. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to see them, those poor little things get hurt because of what we're doing when we don't really need to hurt them to do what we're doing, you know? So, um, you know, it's about balancing and, you know, I guess if I, if I could pass on anything to you guys, you know, today, it's, you know, a little bit of balance is always good. You need to hear both sides of the story to understand that the perspective. So, and um, the only problem is, is that, you know, Talisha from your stories and also from your, um, um, Aral, from your drama class stories as well, like, because it is such, so ingrained in the school processes and um the the uh you're getting the the indoctrination of the left um it's just you know it's not just an idea anymore you know it's it's not just like you know a a topic of talk or you know let's let's look at it from this perspective it is like you will listen to our perspective 
you will follow our perspective. And if you don't follow our perspective, we're going to cancel you. And however, exactly. they, and they cancel arguments, and they cancel, uh, and they cancel arguments from from anything. They, they they cancel you as soon as they don't, you know, by using the term. And I believe um, an ex prime minister Kevin Rudd said this. You know, he used the term racist when it wasn't a racist term, but he to shut down an argument. So he goes, just you're a racist, and then you do, you turn around, and as a conservative person, you turn around and go, well, wait a second, and then you start thinking about that, and it takes you off track, and then you're not, you, it ends the debate. So that's the that's the biggest tactic that I find the left that's uses. That's definitely the left's biggest tactic. If you if you have started being called names, if they've labelled you racist or homophobic or transphobic, it's definitely because you're usually winning the argument. It's like that, yeah. their way of shutting you up. I know it's it's a and it's, and that's when you can turn around and go yeah because you just don't have to walk. <laughs> then you can just walk away. That's why it's really hard. You got to learn. Well, I got to learn not to really try to enter too much debate with um, stupid because you know if they, yeah, I'm happy exactly. to talk to somebody who wants to explain if they can come at me with information and in fact and I'll listen yeah. to it and then if I if I haven't got if I haven't got counterpoint arguments with fact or information then you know that that debate gets lost it doesn't mean that the argument's lost but the debate gets lost and that's how yeah, exactly. you, you know there is a win and a lose kind of thing in everything. And then it makes you go and do a bit more research and then you let, get a bit more knowledge. And then you can then, if you get into a situation like that, you can come harder, you know, like go, go yeah. at it harder with them. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool as well. So um, look, guys, we're coming up to almost the hour mark. Um, is it, you want to, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Is there any other, you know, is there any other indoctrination stories or anything like that? There is one more point I'll say, just because I think it'll be quite fun for you guys to have just in your podcast. Um, climate change is real. Climate change is completely real. Global warming was what they used to call it, and then people realized they could still go to Antarctica and they had to rename it. The climate is constantly changing, so making an argument that it isn't, you just can't do that. The problem occurs when they start saying climate change is going to kill everyone and climate change is something that man caused. Yeah, so that's, exactly. I 100% agree with you on that topic, 100%. It's climate does change. And I think what people are mixing up as well is the difference between climate change and environment change. So yeah. what happens is yeah. humans change their environment, environment quite rapidly. Like we can, we can... We can we can clear cut some forest, put down a road, build a build a build a housing estate in a year. You know, so we can change our environment pretty quickly, right? But uh, but by changing that by changing the environment, are we changing the climate? I don't I don't agree. I don't believe that we are. Um, so that's you know that I mean I mean I'm not saying that if we went down and didn't cut if we went down and cut down every tree on the planet, that would definitely be a human made environmental climate change factor i would 100 percent agree with that but yeah. i think i think um yeah so do you have something to add to that talisha um yeah the thing with the left is um when it comes to climate change like in especially in school and just our generation um anything that happens they label as climate change now they've they're like that radical about it like um there's drought it's climate change it rains too much it's climate change um, it's too hot, it's climate change, too cold, it's climate change. So it's like um, when the bushfires happened, obviously they started calling them climate fires instead of bushfires and blamed it all on climate change. Yep. But then when um, but then when the floods happened, they also blamed it on climate change. Yeah. Even it's though we were told, time. like, yeah, we wouldn't have enough rain, but then it floods and they're like, oh, it's climate change. I'm like, hang yeah. on, if we go back a few months, like, um, what the balances the meteorology yeah they said that we wouldn't get enough rain or we would we'd only have a little bit of rain it's going to be really dry but they're completely wrong that's then, like tom flannery you know, we're never gonna tom we'll never fill a dam again <laughs> yeah, I, I can't exactly. remember what he said you know tim flannery yeah. so his name is sorry you can like yeah. you can ne you will never fill a dam again all of a sudden all the dams all the levees everything's full we've got the murray darling down 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 the border which the, I was down there not long ago helping Ricky Lee, and the pontoons <laughs> where the where you get the where you get the paddle boats from were up in the air like this because there was so much there was so much water in the Murray that it, it, it had raised the level of the pontoons. Yeah. So, you know, like I completely agree with you. Guys. To, um, 
like take them seriously when they say those things and it's like but you change your argument every six months your argument changes so how do you expect us to believe you when like the news is saying this is happening because of climate change but then their predictions are completely wrong six months later if they can't even look six months ahead how can they predict that you know the world's going to end in 12 years because of climate change absolutely Climate, so I love climate. So climate change is, I'm, I've been done a, a lot of research on, on this. This is my, probably the strongest topic I've got in energy. You know, if they really, really, really cared about the environment, right, this is what I've, this is, this is where all my information, everything's come down to, okay? They really cared about the environment, we would go nuclear. And the only yeah. way we can go nuclear, okay, is by reinforcing our coal at the moment because nuclear is about 10 to 15 if we stopped everything right now and needed to build infrastructure for nuclear um it would take around about 10 to 15 years to get it kind of like up and running so we've got about 400 years worth of coal is the estimate um we would need to burn coal to have the industry to have the cheap enough energy for now to get get us through keep the lights on and then you would transition to nuclear so the idea is to, from everyone that i've done my research through and all that it's about energy dense um, forms so what happens is we used to burn wood which is it's got energy dense but it's not energy it's not as energy dense as coal so coal's far greater in energy density so then what happens is the natural progression would be go to, to uranium because uranium is far more dense in energy than than coal so what happens is you need less of it and you get more energy from it, okay? When you go to things like, and my researchers showed, when you go from wind, when you go to wind and solar, okay, it's not as dense of an energy form as um, as coal. It's not even as a dense energy form as um, burning wood chips, which they're doing over in England and stuff at the moment now because they can't have got enough energy to keep the, their houses from freezing. So... What happens is, if, you know, that's what they keep talking about. Um, you know, this is why this is why the green argument falls flat, on, and I don't give them much time because you, you're taking away a strong, reliable, reasonably rich, clean source of energy. So don't forget too, with coal, you dig it out of the ground, you take it to the coal power station, and you burn it. That's all you do with it. With um, to get energy from the sun and to get energy from the wind, you have to build these monstrosities. Which, which are harder to mine, um, which use more um, fossil fuels to mine and, 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 and produce anyway. And then they say it's, then they have the hide to say it's renewable when a wind farm won't last 10 years or 15 years and a solar panel won't last over 15 years. And then you have to replace them and put new ones in. So on that whole climate thing, don't ever listen to those guys. Don't, that, that's a lie completely and i know you guys know about it and that's what i like about you guys because you guys will reach out to the younger people and say hey wait a minute what about this what yeah. about this what about this so there's a really good book that you guys could read um it's called trigger warming that's a really good that's a good easy read and then obviously i don't know if you've read green murder yet that's by ian plymer we're trying to get ian plymer on um and that's also really good but um have a look at our other um i know we're going to round up now we're almost at an hour and i know it's getting a bit late and i'm also getting a bit tired because don't forget i'm the old man of the group right so uh <laughs> so what's going to happen is um yeah like um have a look at our podcasts that our previous podcasts and stuff if you haven't already there's some really good ones on there you know about the voice um we speak to an indigenous elder uh, ab sorry aboriginal elder because i don't like to be called indigenous <laughs> um because anyone born in australia is indigenous to the country um okay so the aboriginal if you're calling them indigenous it's kind of stripping their heritage so aboriginal elder she was lovely um and we also spoke to uh you know dr peter reed and we've had uh, um uh, jim allen um and we've had some really good guests on there that really kind of and we just get to the bone of it and like a bit of nitty-gritty so and if you ever get into an argument with climate change or something like that you can throw one of those guys you just get the link and just flick it to those guys and go hey this, and I've done it plenty of times. That's what I do now. So I'll go through and if somebody talks to me about there's no such thing as school indoctrination, I'll get this one once it's all edited up and that and I'll um, I'll flick it to them and say, well, these two girls have been to school. They're in school currently 
and guess what they're um they're they're copying it so and then we, we know um you know another young lady jemima so she's spoken to us yeah. before about it as well you know and um you know we just flick that to them and it's it's out of the you know excuse the phrase but out of the horse's mouth it's better coming from you guys than it is coming from somebody like me who i didn't really yeah. go through that kind of indoctrination that you guys went through we're all going through so okay aral and okay talisha it's been a real pleasure having you guys on um thank you is, is it can is can we find you anywhere are you still thinking about the young freedom fighters or can we put the link up for that or can you send us the link so we can put that up for you guys or are you just trying to let that one die? I think there's still a lot of good content on there. So if people are interested in what we have to say, it's all there. But it's not it's probably not going to be used again. Okay, good. Well, what we'll do is we'll put the link up for that one. And look, I look really forward to seeing you guys in the future, you know, in wherever your, your path and careers take you. I'll see you in Parliament House one day, <laughs> Talisha, for sure. And Aral, I'm sure, you you know, you're working towards something great as well. So, um good luck with everything and um it has been a pleasure talking to you uh young ladies and i will um catch you on the flip side thank you thank you for having us